Hey, what's going on folks? Ty from Breaker Culture. Special episode today. I was on Behind the Numbers, Tyson Baker's um, weekly football podcast this week, and we broke down week seven this past week. Uh, we recorded it live uh, during the, the Rams and, and Bears game, so we're, we're updating it as we speak. <laughs> but uh, a great week of, of football action. I've loved this season. Like I've really enjoyed the football season this year. Not just because you know the rookie class has been outstanding, but I've just enjoyed the games. Every single week, I feel like it's just been incredibly entertaining. It's been a great reprieve from everything else going on in the world. So I've enjoyed that. I know my kids have too. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure you heard everything that was happening on Tyson's show. So and enjoy the conversation. We break down not just week seven, but also a couple of the releases that are out, you know, Absolute and XR, kind of how things are looking with Mosaic, threw a couple stats out there for you. I think more or less we're in a waiting game for Prism to come out in a couple weeks. Um, so anyway, yeah, it, the, the buy and sell section is really fun at the end. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. Be sure to go subscribe to Behind the Numbers. Tyson Banker's podcast and, and listen to his show every single week throughout the rest of the season. And uh, you don't have to spend hours watching NFL games. You can put uh, you can put this on on a Tuesday morning and catch up with all the NFL action. So um, before we jump into it, two things real quick. Got a couple great interviews coming up for you this week. So be stay stay tuned for uh, what's happening on Breaker Culture. And then there's a ridiculous amount of good content coming out on the Bench Clear Network. Um, if you aren't listening to what Rathburn's doing on Inside the Pitch with Soccer Podcast, what uh, what Mike Moynihan, the baseball collector, is doing with his vintage um, podcast, the Golden Age of Cardboard, and you're not seeing some of the new stuff Jeff's been putting out on the packing side, you're missing some really great content. So be sure to go to YouTube.com forward slash Bench Clear and subscribe to everything that we're putting out there. We would really appreciate that. But uh before we jump in, go check out Pastime Marketplace. I know if you're one of the one and a half million people that has a card or one of the, do you have one of the one and a half million cards at PSA or probably another million at Beckett right now too, and you're waiting for those to come back, what better thing to purchase than a portable case from Pastime Marketplace to usher those cards into your home, store them in a safe environment, lock them down, carry them around. I just put my cards in the case and I carry them around from room to room all day. Um, my wife loves it. My kids love it. It makes me feel really special. Uh, you should do the same. Um, no, but seriously, it's it's a great way to contain your cards and it's waterproof. I think it's fireproof. Should probably confirm that, but uh, <laughs> I know it's waterproof. But it's 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 awesome, awesome, awesome. Go use the code BenchClear. Pastime Marketplace. Uh, yeah, the link is in the show notes for ten percent off. Your first order, well worth it. Heading into the holiday season, hopefully you'll be getting some of your cards back. Put those cards in a nice, nice container from Pastime Marketplace. All right, enjoy the conversation with Tyson Baker. Welcome to Behind the Numbers. Week seven, coming back to it with our man Ty joining us after the uh, big hiatus he took. I thought he wasn't going to come back because we just had so many strong conversations earlier. We had to wait for some more content to come back together. But uh, thanks for coming back, bud. It's been uh, been a while. Excited, excited to be back. I was itching. I heard Shani talking a couple weeks and Rathburn. I'm like, okay, we need a voice for reason. <laughs> yeah. Well. We just gotta say tie consistent. They just kind of mess that vibe up a little bit. The tie tie. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's great guys to have on though. Well, for sure, for sure, it's great. I'm sure Shanice just—he's probably just sulking in happiness with the Steelers, the only undefeated team left. So good for him, <laughs> just enjoying that. But I was, uh, I was getting a chuckle earlier this afternoon because ESPN analysts for the football crew was talking about like who's the best team in the NFC, who's the best team in the AFC. Ryan Clark was on there, no, and he went went to Ryan first. Like, all right, so who's the best team in the AFC? And everyone's like, we know you're going to say the Steelers, and he's like, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still it's still tough you know, when you have that type of quarterback play. But I mean, just jumping into it. I mean, week seven, it's crazy. We're at week seven, right? It's been going by really quickly as usual. Football is such a a week to week focus, and every week seems to fly by with that focus. 
Um, but what are your thoughts so far? Just a general observations of, so I haven't talked to you in a few weeks of the week seven, how are we, how the league is, and then maybe just your little take on COVID since the last two guests have had a chance to really give their take on how COVID has been handled. And what are you thinking about that? Uh, real quick take on the, on the season so far. I think it's been one of the more exciting seasons. Like I, I can honestly say like when I watch games and it's, it's not even just the chiefs. It's at every game, every section of games, like the three o'clock slot, the 12 o'clock slot, the evening games have all, I feel like week after week have been incredibly entertaining. Right. And I also think this is the one year where I just, every other game, there's a rookie performing and it's incredibly fun to watch, man. I just love young guys stepping up and making yeah. it. Uh, I've, I've loved, I've loved football this year. Haven't done fantasy. So I, I, yeah. I fancy team that I don't even really mess with. Yeah. So I've really just enjoyed the game of football this, this season. It's been really nice. Yeah. I mean, fantasy has just been in my blood for so many years, joining my first dynasty league almost 20 years ago. So just like, that's never going to be gone. And it's been fun doing that. But I think I'm with you. The games have been so close. The teams have been really exciting. I think with our COVID anticipation, I think everybody's just been wanting sports so bad and this like you said it kind of feels like the first normal season too which has been yeah. nice yeah. um but overall it's just yeah it's been a great year so far injuries have kind of been um sad just to see all this, the big time injuries uh season ending injuries has been tough yeah um i kind of hope that that dies down a little bit because we've lost a lot of big players this year already i agree that that is that's always the tough thing about football that's why it's been so hard in the hobby you just year yeah. after year was yeah. it yesterday? I just saw Beckham Jr.'s out, right? Blues yeah, I'm pretty, he's yeah, believed ACL. I'm not 100% if it's confirmed yet, but the thought was he's out for the year. I think he said himself it was ACL. So I think he was just waiting for like the message from the team for the final call. But yeah, uh, another tough injury going on a tackle from an interception. So it's, I know, right? It's the worst. <laughs> that was but, the worst. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of COVID, it was another kind of quieter week. Um, I think we just got a report just at the end of the week there, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, yeah. tested positive. Yeah. So he's the only player that I've heard of recently that's tested positive. Um, it does seem like the teams are doing a good enough job in terms of when they get wind of anything of just checking the spread and testing quickly to see where they're at, um, which I think has been good in terms of the teams just being able to monitor and manage it. Because uh, we know that it's going, people are going to test positive over time. It's just a natural thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think overall, I think it's it's getting better in terms of my comfort that we're going to make it through this uh, with just how uh, strict the NFL is being and how consistent they're being in terms of testing. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is very similar to what happened with Major League Baseball, where you had that first kind of 60 days, 30, 60 days of just what do we do? How are we going to handle this? Teams got to take it serious, and that wave was really tough to handle. But I think they're weathering the storm. And I, I think the end of the season, the Major League Baseball with like, although the season's not over yet, was like 80 days in a row without a positive test. Right. Something crazy. Like, I think we're going to end up seeing a little consistent pattern here in the NFL where people are taking it serious, and we've kind of figured out the routine and how to make this work. And yeah. the, the one-offs will happen, but I, I think it's going to be just fine. Yeah, once we get through flu season, I'll feel a little bit better. Like, you know, once we get through like this kind of early October or late October, early November, I'll feel even better. So once we get into that December range, I think we'll be in really good shape. Um, but overall, I just uh, I'm just happy that we're there. They're playing. Like I said, it's just been fun every week to tune in for sure. So with that, let's just kind of get into the week seven headlines. So on uh, Thursday night and take this with a grain of salt, but Eagles take the division lead by beating New York Giants 22 21. And I put Daniel Jones might have created the blue for the year for us with his um, 85-yard flop, which I don't think you're going to say ever again, but an 85-yard flop. <laughs> it was probably one of the funniest plays I've seen in a long time. Um, the fact that, like, I just there's just so many Twitter messages that are hilarious on that. What's worse, Daniel Jones falling with nobody around him or that the Eagles let him run for 85 yards? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I tell I you what, every week, the, the, one of the New York teams gives us something to chuckle. Oh, man. It is, it is unbelievable how bad those two teams are. And I actually really like Daniel Jones. I think he could be a really good quarterback, but man, I feel so bad for those guys. Yeah, that's just rough. rough. It's just, it's just mounting. It's just, but yeah, it was, it was a funny time, funny, funny video to watch and just chuckle at. But, uh, yeah. you know, the Giants kept in it. I mean, Daniel Jones under 200 yards again for his back to back weeks. He's not, he's not getting the numbers. 
Um, even with Shepard back, you know, he still has he has a couple receivers that he should have, but he's not quite producing. Wentz did okay. Wentz has been starting so every game, and then like his yeah. third to fourth quarter, he just puts up the numbers to come back. They came back and won. Uh, he ended up with 359 and two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, a little funny stat for you, that NFL least model, the NFL least currently has seven wins as a division. And yeah. the NFC West, if the Rams win, will have their 20th win of the division. So crazy. <laughs> it's just amazing how bad that division is. And the Cowboys and Redskins, you know, somebody had to win that game and the Redskins won after Dalton got put out. We'll get to that. But it's just been awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, it's just what a despicable division, period. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, there's nothing. There's nothing. I don't even think we should spend time on it. I'm just so no. I don't. I, think I don't think the Eagles will end up coming out of that division. Like I, I do think they'll win the division. Like, I the see Eagles? No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah mean, I think so too. Especially after guys like, can be wins right now. Right, and then Dalton got hurt too. So like any plant, any hope for the Cowboys is gone, which is probably good. They don't. They don't deserve to be up there at all as a fan. Where I'm just, I'm uh, sinking for Thule now. I want to get that. Oregon O-lineman, that's really good. That's what we need. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, but we'll just go over that quickly. Washington uh, beat Dallas 25-3. to Dalton took kind of an ugly hit, probably not a necessary hit uh, from Redskins defender, knocked him out of the game. They brought in a rookie quarterback from James Madison, Ben DiNucci. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a rookie. Maybe just take a look. Anytime there's a rookie starting, you want to pay attention, uh, see what happens while he has his time here, if he has much time. Um, but overall, like pretty ugly game. I think the biggest thing from that is Antonio Gibson, which you get to, he keeps producing, had another hundred yard rushing game. Yeah. Uh, he seems to be putting up the numbers from that late draft pick position and having the time. So, um, but we'll get to him in the rookie report a little bit more. Uh, Packers bounced back pretty big. I was a little bit, had my eyes pay attention to that one after last week talking to Rathburn about, yep. you know, the Texans are kind of putting things together. They're starting to come up. Packers just got slammed by the Bucks, and the Packers answered, you know, they came back. Adams looked healthy. Adams had a monster day. Uh, 13 for 196 and two touchdowns. Insane. The crazy thing is that now the Texans, like for how good the Texans are, they're one in six. And so yeah. that's that's kind of a wrap. Like they're yep. they're gonna have a tough time. Not that I was saying they're gonna compete, but I mean with Watson and that team, like that, that was kind of a dagger for them in terms of their season. So it'll be really interesting to see how that team kind of what they do from yeah. here in terms of uh taking care of Watson or what they're doing as a team going forward. Agreed. I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah. That has got to be the surprise of the year. The Texans being one and six. Yep. I'd say them or the Vikings for me. I didn't think the Vikings would be this bad, but they lost a lot, but yeah, for sure. Um, Then, you know, our term that you and I actually talked about a few times, but the Falcon came back. Falcons again, lost in the end. The Lions scored in the last play of the game, the touchdown to TJ Hawkinson uh, also putting the Falcons, I believe to one and six and just, just continue to slide. And, you know, they're, coachless they don't have much going either so they're definitely a team that's going to be in that sweepstakes for the top pick uh but yeah that's just weird because i think the falcons are a weird situation they have so much talent offensively to see them be one and six is a little bit surprising so i'm definitely uh in the lions beating them the lions aren't much better so i was just i was surprised that the lions pulled that one out and i was also surprised at how low scoring it was that those teams would be scoring more on each other that game compared to what they put up in terms of numbers yeah kind of kind of fluky i mean i some teams just have it, right? Some teams just have it in their blood. They have it in their DNA as a team to pull out wins, and some teams just have it in their DNA to choke. And <laughs> it's very obvious that the Atlanta Falcons just can't figure out how to freaking win a game. And it's right. – when yeah, when it rains, it pours. Like, that's very clear in Atlanta right now with the Falcons. Yeah, yep. it's yeah, just man. getting worse. It's getting worse. I, I like Hawkinson. I, mm-hmm. I like Hawkinson coming out. I thought he was a really good player um, out of Iowa. So I just think that it's nice to see him get more and more involved. He kind of was dinged up last year, so he's getting healthy. Yeah. I know he's not going to be a huge mover in the hobby, but he could be a guy that develops into a top tight end in the league. He has that type of talent. So definitely keep an eye on him going forward. Um, we got Baker has his best game of the year. I know he's against the Bengals, but he uh, five touchdowns. As we discussed uh, before or just earlier, OBJ towards ACL. So that's that's not good for the Browns going forward. But the Browns are sneaky five and two, which is kind of interesting. It feels like they're three and four. You know, I don't really feel like yeah. they're five and two after how bad the Steelers uh, put it on them. So, but they are five and two. So that's going to put them in a position to make the playoffs. You know, if they keep putting you know wins together. Yeah. Um, Baker looked good. Had a nice little game winner with eleven seconds to go. But again, against the Bengals, Burrow technically had a game winner too. Burrow came down and got a touchdown with one minute to go to Gio Bernard. So they both quarterbacks look good. Um, Burrow 400 yard performance. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game? I thought, I thought they both look outstanding. The funny thing. So two things. One, I think 
I don't think it's a coincidence that that Baker Mayfield played really well when OBJ went out. I think there's something I there. I think there's something there that's there's a little strife or a little bit of a he's pressing to try to get the ball to OBJ. It just it opened up completely the second he went out. Yeah. Uh, and it, look, Burrow is this gunslinging this year. Yeah. <laughs> the guy just keeps performing. You would think yeah. the guy would throw four picks a game with how many passes he throws. But the oh, guy keeps figuring out a way to keep his team in it. I, I'm just so impressed. With the line he has and his ability to put up the stats he's doing, I'm I'm really impressed with Joe Burrow. I mean, not yeah. as impressed as Justin Herbert, but Joe Burrow is really impressive. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he's throwing these 47 attempts. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's so many. You know, just the confidence a team has to put a rookie quarterback out there throwing 47 times. We'll get to his numbers, the rookie numbers, but I like his sacks are going down. So I think he's getting his, okay, I have this much time. <laughs> you know, he's not just hanging in there holding it too long. So I like that he's protecting himself more too. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think Baker need to bounce back. Baker, that Steelers game, people were wondering, like I was wondering about his confidence. And I, I think you're 100% right. I do think that OBJ, I don't want to say distraction. I think that's the wrong word, but I do think that OBJ's value as a player was overdone in New York. And when he got traded, everybody's, you know, dump on New York for giving away for peanuts. And maybe they knew something. Maybe they they were right. And so I think that, um, you know, maybe he will be better going forward and, you know, be able to kind of focus. I did like the point that I think um, somebody said it on one of the shows was that Baker needs to get in shotgun more. And I, I 100% agree with that. I feel you look at Kyler's success. You look at all those Oklahoma quarterback success about how they – they're predominantly in shotgun and they've been trying to make Baker under center quarterback. And I think they need to get him back in the gun some more and get him more to his strengths of just seeing the field a better from back there, in my opinion. So, yeah, well, you're the football guy <laughs> guys, I should say. So I, yeah, you probably understand that more. Um, I, I do think a takeaway for the hobby is, you know, our tendency in, in other sports, especially in basketball and even a little bit in baseball is to gravitate towards the guys who are, very vocal. And yeah. I think what you notice in football is especially in a wide receiver position where you can get isolated very, very quickly. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to necessarily gravitate towards the guys who run their mouth and are kind of at the center of attention because it, yeah. it, I mean, really you look at any case in the last few years, I don't feel like it's worked out well. No, I mean, we'll get to Brown to, yeah. to OBJ, right. That whole spectrum, it just doesn't end well. And Michael Thomas might be going down that road. There you go. No, it's exactly right. I mean, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit, but he's he's scaring me a little bit too with his position or how he's approaching his injuries. Um, But next one up was the Steelers win a thriller against the Titans. A great game. I watched that whole game. Um, It was just an awesome game back and forth. The Steelers were handling most of the Titans came back basically because AJ Brown started dominating and he really got going late. Got you know, uh, was 150 and a touchdown, maybe two. No, just one touchdown. Yeah. And the uh, Titans got positioned to kick a field goal to tie it. Pretty reasonable kick, and Guskowski missed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kicker kind of cost the overtime. The overtime had been pretty good as well. But Steelers are still undefeated. Titans are still – I mean, to me, those teams are – I know we talk about KC and whatnot, but I think the Titans are in that discussion for a top team in the AFC. I, I would put them right there with uh, KC. And uh, I put them those three above Buffalo by a notch for sure. What are your thoughts? Tennessee doesn't belong in the same conversation as Pittsburgh KC. No way. Ah, uh, I, I, Tannehill's efficiency. I think so. The only thing that they, they don't have, they don't have the grit to win that game. The yeah. grit they got. I think that's what they have the most of. They have with the running game they have. I they just think it. they got to win those yeah. games. No, that's that's fair. I, I think that um, we'll see because they did win that game against the Bills pretty handily, and I think that that was yeah. a good test. We'll see when Tennessee gets another shot. I, the one thing that's holding me back from being full into Tennessee is their defense isn't as good as it was last year, which is a concern. They're getting diced up pretty good defensively, um, which doesn't work as well if you're a run first. Because if you're a run first team, you're going to have to have a good defense to you know bow your neck and make sure that you can ground it out. And if they get in positions they have to throw a lot, then they aren't the best team they can be. But you're yeah. right. Our Steelers and KC are above them, but Titans are between the Bills, I, I would then argue then. Yeah, I, and I, I will say, I mean, look, you got Derrick Henry, who's arguably the best running back in football. Like, I don't think yeah. anyone would have that conversation and <laughs> put up a case against Derrick Henry that's convincing. But the one receiver that no one really knows about that's top five, A.J. Brown, like, the dude is dominant. He's yeah. like Derrick Henry of receivers when I see him play. I'm like, this guy just bullies people. No, he does. He's Great just receiver. Yeah, he's just my ball to, uh, mentality. He's just yeah. his route, his strength, like – 
that that slant he caught for a 75 yard touchdown he just caught that and just leaned and just went right down the middle on the whole defense it was just crazy to see a big guy like that do that him and metcalf are special special uh players in terms of tools they have it's crazy um yeah kind of moving on to uh the saints edge the panthers in a close divisional game 27 24 saints moved to four and two and like i said what's going on with michael thomas michael thomas was suspended for punching a teammate um then got hamstring injury last wednesday and now rumors are that he wants to be traded uh it just seems like this thing is getting more and more out of control between his injuries and whatever's going on with him and his teammates uh what's going on with michael thomas what do you think uh, I don't think he plays this year with the Saints. Uh, yeah. Done. Uh, there's obviously something going on in, internally there. It's what is, I mean, what a shame. Yeah. What a shame, right? You're talking about a guy who the last three years has been not even close, like the number one receiver in, in football. Yeah. And I just I giving think, it up. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I should have made you that 100 reception bet we talked about because he said for sure. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, he ain't going to, he's not going to make, he's not going to play half the season. Well, it's um, funny because my son has Drew Brees on his team, his fantasy team. And early Sunday morning, I'm like, man, Michael Thomas is out. Like, Kai, maybe you should consider benching Drew Brees. Like, you can only go so long before yeah. you eat your number one target. And, of course, Drew Brees throws four TDs or whatever, right? Right. Drew, good day. Has a great day. Yeah, yeah, a great day. The, the, the Saints, they, they don't stand a chance, though, Michael Thomas. I, I don't think so. I think their offense gets a little bit stagnant for sure, as it already was. Um, it'd be interesting. This whole Michael Thomas thing would be interesting to think about his possibilities. If they do trade him, the thing that's weird is like the team that could use him the most is the Packers. And I'll see the saints throwing him to another NFC competitor, but like the team, like the Packers could really use a receiver right now to compliment David Adams or Devontae Adams. But, uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. Even though it would be fun. <laughs> that would be fast. Um, yeah. DJ Moore had a big game for the Panthers. Just to mention he had four for 93 and two touchdowns. You yeah. know, Teddy Bridgewater is getting the ball down the field. He is doing a lot better than I thought he would as a quarterback. He's he's a game manager, but he's still doing it pretty well. Um, I've been pretty impressed with what Rule's done with him in his first year coaching in the league. Um, and then CMC's back at practice this week. So we'll see if the Panthers, they kind of weathered the storm without their best player. We'll just see if they have a chance to make a run at a wild card or anything. But overall, yeah. pretty good defense. We'll see what that team can do. I think they're I think they're solid. I think they're not an easy win every week, that's for sure. If, if I'm going to make a prediction here. All right. The team, I think, should go all in to trade for Michael Thomas, Houston Texans. Think so? At one and six? They don't have any picks, but yeah. Find a way. Yeah, I know. It's just part of their problem with the Texans is that they <laughs> burnt all their picks away with just weird trades that he made. But yeah, I mean, get get uh, Watson that number one guy back. Yeah. It makes sense for sure. Um, going on here, we got the Bills win uglier of the Jets, 18 to 10. And they kind of end their two game skid they had. It was a tough two games, but they were they lost the last two before. Yep. Um, pretty ugly. I thought it was going to be a, I just didn't expect it to be that close. I mean, divisional games can get weird. I understand that. But one thing to keep in mind and why I've been kind of dropping the Bills down in my, I don't want to say my ranks, but just kind of how I feel about them is that they are five and two, but two of their wins are against the Jets. And so that's, that's not great. Jets are 0 and 7, worst team in football by far. And every team that, Roughly, I mean, the Bills beat the Rams, so I'll give them that credit, but that was a close close win. But other than that, they haven't, I don't want to say haven't beat anybody, but lost against the Chiefs, lost against the Titans. They haven't beat the really good teams. And they have a really tough schedule coming up. They got the Seahawks, the Cardinals, the more NFC West teams coming. Yep. So um, I'm a little bit not concerned. I just don't think the Bills are going to walk away with this division. I think All some right. weird things can happen in this division with the Patriots. I know they're reeling right now, but who knows? Tua could give the Dolphins some life. I think the Bills aren't as convincing as I thought they were. What do you think? I agree. I think when I look at the Bills right now, I, I feel like they're a team that cannot figure out who they are. Right. Uh, and a lot of that has to do with just um, the lack of run game. Yeah. They, they don't Weird. have a run game. Right? They're trying to manufacture it, the quarterback position, but it, it's, it almost feels like it's forced. Right. Uh, and Zach Moss, I get it's kind of kind of back and kind of not. Singletary's finding if, if he's going to be the guy, but like I just don't feel like they know who they are, and yep. they've become almost predictable. Right, it's kind of unfortunate. And if, if Diggs, I don't even know. Stefan Diggs is he good or what, what was the injury? Yeah, I didn't see his injury. I, I think he's okay. I didn't hear anything major yep. with him. I mean, he still had a pretty solid game. He had a lot of targets. Yeah, um, but yeah, I'd have to recheck that. 
Um, Darnold looked terrible again, 120 yards, two picks. It's just getting, it's just getting out of control. It's getting to the point where like, if you have any hope as in his team, I don't know if you just bench him and just let him watch for the walk. I just feel like they're ruining him. <laughs> like it's, I mean, he may be nothing. Like he may be a bust. That's fine. Yeah. No matter what, what he's doing on the field is not helping in any way. <laughs> it's not. It's and not. So, I mean, yeah, you, you almost need to just make, go ahead and make a statement now. Like, Hey man, we're mo- We're done. Like yeah. we're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Like that's what we're doing. So yeah. go have fun. Right. <laughs> Just get out of here. Which also makes me a little bit sad because I, I want Lawrence to go a place he could succeed. And I saw they did a Darnold. So I'm, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do to Lawrence. So we'll I'll see. You what, though, when I watch Lawrence, I watch him every week and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Have we seen yeah. a quarterback this good yeah. in a long time? I mean, he is impressive. Yeah. And he has a, he's a lot of the, I think a lot of the tools that he has is going to translate similar probably a higher level than herbert he's got he can run a little bit he can throw probably better than herbert like he's kind of got like that herbert appeal he does and he seems like a a very natural leader which is maybe what turns around a franchise like the jets it it can 100 but they got to wipe this weight clean which they will and get a whole new start and see what happens for sure yeah um but yeah so then we got uh tampa bay throttles of las vegas 45 20 brady monster day 369 four tds Fournette actually led the team in rushing, uh, which is interesting. I thought kind of looked like Ronald Jones taking that job over. And Gronk's getting going. Every week seems like Gronk's getting more involved as we kind of – I don't want to say – I, I kind of left him for dead after the first three weeks. He's yeah. pretty much non-existent. Uh, these last three or four weeks, he's starting to get going, and yeah. uh, Brady's starting to get going. Tampa Bay's rolling. They're, they look a really serious contender in the NFC and um, definitely doing better than his counterpart, Patriots, as we want to pay close attention to through the season and seeing how the two teams would do. But uh, your thoughts on the Bucks and maybe the Raiders? Raiders not much to talk about. They had a pretty bad game. They did. They did not. They did not bounce back. I shouldn't say bounce back. They didn't re. Um, they didn't prove anything to me after their great win against the Chiefs by coming back and just getting crushed. Uh, man, I'll be the first to say, like I, I'm really impressed with Brady. Yeah, <laughs> the guy just. I don't know. I think we're we're seeing pretty clearly like it was, uh, and it's like almost he's shoving it back in Belichick's face, and I kind of like it. Yeah. Right. is Brady. Yeah. It's it's a I just like seeing him with that talent, man. Just seeing Godwin perform and seeing, you know, Evans didn't do much last game, but just kind of seeing those guys come around and making making plays is good. Um I also put on here I just want to Oh my gosh. What's that? Antonio Brown coming, which is it's crazy. Oh, I know. That's gonna be crazy. I I don't even really know if it's gonna matter. We'll see if he actually gets on because last time he was out in a week and a half after he joined Brady and the Patriots. Yeah. So we'll kind of see what happens there. But the uh I had to put on here like Devin White. I know it's a defensive player and it's a hobby show, but man, he's a machine. He is impressive. <laughs> like just man up the middle linebacker. He had three sacks in the middle linebacker, he's all over the field. He's just he's a game changer on that side of the ball. And the, the Bucks defense is they're really good from top to bottom. I think they could really help Brady make that type of run for the Super Bowl if that defense is clicking. Yeah, I mean they, they control the line of scrimmage, both both yeah. sides. It's really impressive. It yeah. is impressive for sure. Uh Chiefs route the uh, Broncos, uh 43-16. Mahomes, uh little action because their special teams and the defense scored. So Chiefs just kind of got ahead big and Mahomes just chilled and his numbers yeah. weren't him and CH, all the number one guys didn't do much. Uh, Le'Veon was productive in his, uh, I think he had six carries, but he was productive in the, the touches he got. So it does yeah. look like they're going to be working those two in probably relatively evenly, but I still think CH is the guy. Um, it just seems like Locke struggled since coming back. I'm not seeing much from him. I know he's coming back from injury. That team's kind of a mess right now, but what are your kind of thoughts on Locke or just how that game in general is pretty much just a handling yeah, I mean, he, he does not look – I mean, he doesn't look awful, but he definitely doesn't look great. And he – I mean, I, I think this is probably one of those valleys that these young quarterbacks go through where you got to learn how – I mean, defenses are adjusting to you now. You have to yeah. be able to readjust back, and we'll right. see. I mean, we're going the next three or four games are crucial for Drew Locke and the future of the Broncos. I really, I really believe that. He's got a short worry. My worry, and just this is actually a hobby perspective, and I do have Locke coming up later in our show, but – when you're when you're a quarterback and you're taking the second round, teams aren't as worried because they don't have to worry about the fifth year option, so they're not as committed to you. So, Locke, I mean, we're we're early here. He was injured, like we're not ready to write that ship yet. But I'm just saying, if he's not improving by week 11, week 12, the Broncos could be looking for other plans, especially with the quarterback class coming in, since he's still a second round pick. 
Um, just something sure. to consider consider going yeah. forward for sure. Uh, really, the kind of the surprising score of the week for me: 49ers routed New England 33 to six. I did not see that. I thought the Patriots need this game bad, and 49ers just absolutely destroyed them. I actually watched most of that game. Yeah, uh, they controlled the line. Cam was atrocious. Uh, Jimmy looked great. He kind of bounced back from his benching. Like maybe he just wasn't healthy. Um, but overall, what's your take on that game? I really liked the Brandon. You had a really big game as a rookie, but we'll get to his rookie numbers later as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, Cam didn't – I'm not going to defend Cam. Cam did not look good, but he does not have a receiver that can get separation. No. Anyone that thinks um, – I was going to say Amendola. What's his name? Um, Edelman. 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 Like, if, I mean, 10 years ago, the guy could have got separation. But, like, come on. He's got nobody that gets open. And, like yeah. – <laughs> and they don't have a run game, right? So, it's like they already know he's going to pass. It's incredibly predictable. And no one's getting separation. I feel – I feel like it's pretty much hopeless unless they can find a find a. <laughs> they have they don't have a running yeah they don't have a running game they don't have a go to receiver Nikhil Harry got hurt yeah it was just not good situation but the Niners defense is still good they're still they still have guys and yeah. so I think that uh, I think that division's gonna be tough there's not gonna be an easy yeah. game in that division yeah um, Chargers beat Jacksonville 39-29 for Herbert's first win which I think is very interesting for how well he's played that was his first win as a starting quarterback. Um, very impressive again he was 27 for 43 for 347 three tds nine carries 66 yards and another touchdown fantasy monster he's like a think he was him and kyler up there top two quarterbacks of the week um just continues to to roll obviously jacksonville's a very depleted yeah. roster um definitely a team that looked like they're rebuilding um and then just on the jags side james robson had a big day 100 yards rushing and, a, and two tds for the jags to even know that they lost but any thoughts on that game i know we're, we can gush fest over herbert but what else you got <laughs> no i mean i can't say enough about herbert like i i am incredibly impressed with him like right. he just he is calm and collected but he brings it man he, he's got all the tools yeah. i mean some of the throws he made down the field were just incredible throws and then he would just come back and they would do a little bootleg with herbert he would go run right into a linebacker you know like nothing it's like dude no don't hurt yourself come on man he's gonna Uh, have to he's gonna have to tame that a bit because that's something you he's taking for granted right now and you know you don't realize i know they're you know what are they two and five two and four like you're you're not costing your team a season right now your team's kind of in the rebuild stage but you don't want to be that guy that gets injured that costs your team four or five games because you could have went out of bounds instead of getting two yards you know (laughs) gotta make those smarter decisions yeah Uh, but yeah comment on that was sorry i mean to cut you off uh that's good Char- the Chargers D, I can't quite figure out. Like, I right. just don't know if they have really good matchups, and they do. They play like they're like dominant, like the Chiefs, for instance. Right. And then they come, you know, they give up 29, 29 points right against Jacksonville, depleted Jacksonville team, and they've done that a couple times this year. It's like, yeah. what? Like, you guys are a good defense, I think. Like, yeah, it's very they're, they're tough to figure out. Their front, their front seven's really good, but they're. I think their back end's not as good, but which is weird because Minshew didn't have a good game. We'll get to that um they ran the ball well which was was interesting so yeah, yeah definitely i'm with you on that i'm not i'm kind of confused about the Chargers defense as well but right right now they're not a contender they're not even a wild card option right now so yeah it's kind of irrelevant i guess in terms of what they're going to do um and then the big night the big game was uh cardinals edge seattle in overtime uh just an amazing game watch that game start to finish yeah. uh kyler and russell wilson went back and forth and really russell's uh, interceptions was kind of sealed it for Arizona in the long term. I thought, even though Arizona's kicker missed the game winner of the chance and got a second opportunity, he made it. Uh, but it was a great game, back and forth. Tyler Lockett, a massive game, 15 for 203 touchdowns. Uh, very impressive game from him. He's always been a good receiver. Once he gets going, he's definitely puts up nights like that. Yep. Um, Carson got hurt. Drake got hurt. Both starting running backs for both teams are out. Uh, probably multiple weeks for Drake and Carson. They're unsure with the foot sprain that can be short to long it just depends how it heals yep. so overall great game what'd you think did you get a chance to see that one being uh east coast-ish or central time watch the whole game uh, not the whole game watch most of the game um and let me let me just real quick for those that didn't see it i'm gonna i'm gonna show my screen because i think in, anyone that missed this play needs to show it to their kids okay and i, I would assume you're gonna know what i'm gonna show here but here we go let's just pull this up um you see that Yes. Oh, yeah. I know what you're. Yeah. Okay. This is amazing. This is a great call. 
<laughs> yeah, this is this needs to be shown because this to me, my boys were talking about it all morning, right? Yeah. Russell Wilson throws this pick six. Oh, such a bad throw. Team, it's like whatever, right? Gone. Jeez. Yeah. DK Metcalf. I mean, come on. Yeah, and it mattered. It saved them four points. Yeah, they, they held a field goal there. I mean, that was such a big deal and yeah just seeing him track him like that with that kind of speed and like there's been a couple of video edits but they're pretty close but how much bigger dk is as well is pretty hilarious <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i like the, the seahawks can't win every game <laughs> no they can't and especially that was at arizona tough divisional game with a talented offensive team yeah. they're playing against i mean yeah it's it's crazy i just yeah that Seattle was going to lose. Their defense wasn't going to allow them to go undefeated or anything crazy. Uh, but great, that division just is going to be fun to watch and see all the way through. And it looks like the Rams are going to get a pretty easy win here over the Bears. Uh, it's like 24 to 10 right now. So, wow. um, but overall, great game for sure. Kyler great looked game. good. Kyler looked good. Hop, Hopkins, another big game, 10 catches. Uh, but overall, pretty fun week. Yeah, I just my, my last thought on, on Kyler is I, I feel like you're starting to see his maturity show where he's not – he's okay with not making a big play every play, right? He's taking right. what the defense gives him. He, he was methodical in a couple drives there at the end. Yeah. And if, if he's going to play that way, because we already know he's dynamic, like they're going to be a tough te- – they're going to be a really tough out for people. Yep. His his passing efficiencies worried me a little bit uh, the last couple of games. I feel like he did, kind of like you said, kind of go for the big play too much, and I think he can do a better job of – taking the short to long and just really being a little bit more efficient on every play. And I think he is figuring that stuff out. And even in that game against Seattle, you could tell he was reeling it in. Um, He did take that shot at the end there where he didn't really need to. Uh, I don't know if he'd like right before they kicked that field goal, but (laughs) part of you loves that and part of you hates it. It just kind of depends how you take it. (laughs) But uh, I love it, it, but not to Christian Kirk. Right. (laughs) Not to the smallest receiver you have. (laughs) Yeah. This is crazy. Um, all right, let's go through the rookie numbers here, just kind of so we'd like following our rookie cards, especially with Mosaic yeah. still hot and our Donneris and all those coming out right now. Um, but Joe Burrow, 35, 47, 406, three touchdowns, one pick. He also had six rushes for 34 and a touchdown. He only had four sacks this week, which is still low compared to his eight he was taken. He had two the previous week, so his sack total seems to be being more managed, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Herbert, 27-43, like we said, 347, three touchdowns, nine for six, six and a touchdown as well. So that's top two quarterbacks, very comparable numbers. They both have um, over 400 total yards together, which is amazing, you know, for rookies to put that kind of stuff up. And then two is coming into his first start next week. So those three big guys in the products right now, um, really impressive to see those quarterbacks performing the way they are. We're not seeing any duds. It's kind of crazy. It really is crazy. I mean, as a collector, you can't ask for much more, right? It's it's only going to keep these values, these, these wax prices propped up yeah, for the time. I mean. It, it, it will, for sure. And the, the one thing, two ties that like last year, we had Kyler, who's still amazing. We had Locke and Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones and Locke, a lot of it was projection-based. And yep. a lot of it was how they could be. And they're not performing this year, which is, it's okay. But it was funny to see last year how, Yep. Jones would so Jones would show a couple of things. Drew Locke would show a couple of things, and people were like, "Oh, I gotta get this guy for next year." What are they <laughs> gonna do? What are they gonna do for the guys right now that are just killing it? Like Herbert and Burrow are just, you know, they're making last year's little blimps from those two look like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Like we're we're getting spoiled. Like this is not supposed to happen like this. Right. Uh, yeah. I I I mean, we, I no one expected Herbert for sure, right? We didn't expect right. to even be no. on right now. So it's we're getting uh. We're getting a nice little gift. Right. And then if Tua plays well, good Lord, like, <laughs> holy moly. It's like, what are we going to do? Because they're in a position to compete for that division. Like, they have a chance. So, yeah. uh, so CD Lamb had his first goose egg of the year. Um, mm. Dalton went out. Team was a wreck. He had five targets, no, no catches. Just, I don't, just wasn't there. Uh, Jefferson was on by Judy, two for 20. Brandon Ayuk was probably the best receiver performance of the week, was six for 115 on seven targets. T. Higgins every week just very consistent being one of the guys for Burrow, five for 71. And then I got a couple more receivers here. LaVisca yep. Chenault, three for 44. Claypool, we'll talk about him a little bit more, one for negative two on one target. Uh, Henry Ruggs, two for 35. Mims, four for 42 in his first game back. So I'll let you hit on who you want, but I'm going to go back to Claypool real quick. The thing that was concerning about that, is okay one target rookie one catch for negative two yards not that big of a deal but the yeah. big piece that's a big deal 29 targets to deontay johnson and juju 
one target to Claypool. That's something that's a little bit concerning because you think he'd be more involved in that. Deontay Johnson's first game back. So that's why it kind of concerns me from a, you know, get on Claypool perspective. But any thoughts on that or any other receivers? Uh, my thought on that is that's, that's Pittsburgh style, right? They're, they are the epitome of we're not going to focus on one guy. We're going to spread this out and you're going to put your attention over here on Claypool. We want to go to these two guys. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 15 targets next week. You know, yep. I am I, not concerned at all about Claypool. Um, and when you, when you went to those names, like I, I, like Jefferson to me is running away with, you know, number one receiver right now in the rookie class. Yep. Right. I like CD lamb. Like what can you expect from the guy? Right. He's going to have a quarterback now. And now he's playing with a guy. No one even knows from James Madison. Like what? Yeah, I don't. It's whatever it's we're playing with house money at this point like whatever we get we're just gonna be lucky with maybe get a little dip this year because if you if nothing happens yeah. you might have a chance to get something when the cowboys are playing bad for sure I, but i agree higgins has been impressive like the guy is like silently putting up five and 80 every single game but the guy that i think has the upside that i think is probably a good buy right now is jerry judy out of those yeah teams. right he still is. I'm surprised he's not getting the target share. I don't like that he's only getting, what was he? I think he had four targets. I think he should get more targets, especially when they're getting blasted. Why is he not getting seven or eight targets in a game where you're down by 20? I don't I don't get that. I know it was snowing. Um, it wasn't, one the great, wasn't great weather, but just something that I kind of piqued my interest. Um, I was happy to see Mims back because he was on IR. So it's his yeah. first game back. And he came in with four for 42. Well, you don't think that's much, but that was 30% of their passing yards. So that's pretty... <laughs> <laughs> so four for 42 i mean that's a good effort with the jets i think you have to really take that for his first game that's sure. pretty good. um yeah but other than that i think you know lavisca chanel not three for three three for 44 three targets i thought he i still like him i just i'm not sure about Minshew. we'll get to that and brandon Ayuk, like that's he's gonna have up and down games like that but he is very talented he is definitely good with the ball in his hand has definitely an aj brown type like size and stature the way he plays so i like him quite yeah. a bit um but yeah and then the running backs kind of this week uh swift off his big game kind of slowed down nine for 27 for a touchdown four catches for 21 thought he'd do a lot better than that against the falcons defense uh ch eight for 46 and a touchdown uh bell had six carries in his first game but ch they just kind of the game flow like i said they kind of took care of it through special teams and defense so they didn't need him as much and the last two Taylor on by, sorry. And then James Robinson and Gibson, again, those late round flyer quarterbacks that are putting up numbers every week. Uh, Gibson, 128 yards and a touchdown. And like we said, Robinson, 119, a touchdown and a receiving touchdown with 18 yards receiving. Those James Robinson and uh, Gibson, and yeah. Gibson, they just keep surprising me every week. I feel like they're just going to dip. They're going to stop performing and they keep bringing in better numbers than Taylor, Dobbins, yeah. and all those guys. So, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, if I was a betting man, I would say I, I would be more confident in Antonio Gibson than James Robinson, just because right. I think you're going to probably, in that division, you're probably going to have more <laughs> upside with Gibson. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I mean, it was, a, it was a rough week for the Chiefs, already being up so much, and I think they were trying to work in uh, Le'Veon Bell and all that stuff, but I, yeah. Yeah. Say what you want about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, whether they bring in Bell or not, like, I just think that you watch Clyde Bizzler, just the eye test, he passes it. Like, he's really talented. It takes more than one guy to bring him down. Like, he's, to me, like, there's no concern other than that. I think people, including myself, were yeah. expecting a lot more than we should. <laughs> and so that's just, yeah. that's not, it's not his fault in this current situation right now. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, and they should they should protect him a little bit, too. I'm, I'm glad they got Bell. They shouldn't be getting, I mean, 30 carries is crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Let's ease him in a little bit. Yep. And then like we talked about, like this rookie report is lengthy. This is fun. Like there's so many guys we're talking about. There's so many guys that are getting in, they're getting time. And so it makes it fun for the hobby. It makes it fun for, you know, mosaic breaks and just getting into it and then trying to get some rookies that you can hold on to. Because it seems like there's a lot of guys here that could be producing the league for a while. Yeah. I mean, look, when for folks that are opening up football cards right now, right, you're obviously going to be excited when you see Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And now you're going to be excited when you see Tua – uh, and you got some receivers and running backs in there, but there's also guys that aren't even playing yet that are pretty good, man. Like guys, like I think like Zach Moss, yep. uh, Baker. like yep. these guys are going to get on the field eventually. Jalen right. hurts, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm yeah. class. There's more coming. That's the crazy part Tua, He's going to have his first little run. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. All I- right. 
So we've got the kind of hot performances here. We'll just run through these a little bit quick. So we've already talked about the guys, and you can just add anything you want. Uh, Devontae Adams, 13 for 96 and two touchdowns on 16 targets. I just see the volume is just crazy. You get 16 targets receiver. He cashed in. That's that's insane efficiency. Uh, really big day for him coming off. I know he's been frustrated with his injury, and he kind of got back full steam, which is great. Yep. Uh, Lockett, 15 for 200, three touchdowns. I put down here 20 targets with explanation points. It's just like, like 20 targets is a ton. <laughs> When, when it comes to the receiver share so that was really impressive by him yeah one guy that just kind of keeps quietly doing good and that's obviously with the volume the Bengals are throwing is tyler boyd like every week he just kind of seems to be really their number one guy to be honest like he's 11 for 101 this week uh mm-hmm. one touchdown he just i know higgins is there and aj green's kind of he's there there but he seems to be the most efficient and the most consistent of the three as of this point in the season uh so i thought i'd throw him in there and then we already talked about baker with his five touchdowns and one pick but uh of those hot performance guys any of those guys stand out to you in terms of your surprise or you like uh n- not really surprised by any of them i, I really i mean look i love Devonte adams like yeah. he's so underrated uh he just continues to perform like he you could he's just he's just the bell cow like the guy just he gets 10 receptions and his 150 yards and it's like it's nothing right uh, I, I will say, I mean, anytime you get 15 receptions and 200 yards, three touchdowns, that's an impressive performance. Like that took away from DK Metcalf's potential. Like I wouldn't right. be concerned at all about DK Metcalf. Like it just, Russell Wilson's a smart dude. He's a great quarterback. Yeah. He's like, where there's the opportunity and he goes for it. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, see what happens with Baker Midfield next week. That's right. Fun, right. Yep. We got to see. Yeah. Uh, I put DK on the cold performances, but I'm not worried about it. He just only he only had two for 23. He'd have a long touchdown call back from a questionable holding call. I mean, it was close. Um, and then he had that awesome rundown that I think kind of was his highlight of the night we talked about. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton's numbers, since we didn't mention it, 9 of 15 for 98 yards, three picks, five carries for 19 yards. So that was atrocious. That's tough. Uh, Gardner Minshew, 14 for 27, 173 and two touchdowns. And Josh Jacobs, 10 carries for 17 yards and three catches for 14 yards. So I think in terms of hobby, Jacobs, he's having one too many duds for my liking down the stretch here. And then Minshew, I feel like Minshew is telling the Jaguars he's not the guy. And so I'm a little bit concerned about Minshew if they're going to be in that top five realm for picks that he might – not he might be a backup quarterback in the league, which would be tough for you people with the hobby to have him. Yep. Uh, I'm not I, I, just watching. I watched some of that game. Just watching Minshew's body language, I you couldn't have said it any better. Like I feel like he's just kind of saying, mm, "I don't think this is for me." Right. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Show a little energy, man. Try to get well, your last year compared to this year. Maybe he thought they're going to be better. Maybe he thought they're going to be a better team and he yeah. just seems deflated i mean losing does that to you losing can definitely suck it out of you but yeah. uh just really surprised that he has I, even when they're losing and they're down like he's, he's like the guy who kind of put those garbage numbers he's not really put up garbage numbers you know he's not really right. put up numbers to make you think he wants to be there so just something to think about kind of going forward i still like dk metcalf a lot long term i think he has ability to be number one receiver in the league so if you do have stuff i think him and aj brown are great buys for base rookies and grading those and holding those for a bit i think they're both going to be studs for a long time great i'm with you there all right so i thought we'd just switch into a little bit of product review i haven't really talked to you about absolute at all um just kind of my initial thoughts or my second thoughts. I saw some absolute value, uh, absolute value math teacher, <laughs> absolute football. Uh, you know, their cards are nice. Actually, their Chrome finish for the rookies are actually a lot better than I thought they'd be. So I've actually been pressing a couple of little breaks with those. The Kaboom cards are obviously the chase. Um, yep. I'll kind of go through the pricing on those and then just kind of take any thoughts or takes you have on absolute for this year. Uh, yep. Burroughs Kaboom 750. Uh, Lambs 260, Judy 210, Love 300, Herbert 1150. Kind of weird these above Burrow on that. Uh, Tua 800, CH 203, Hertz 260, and Young Chase Young for 180 for his Kaboom. So those Kaboom prices are pretty uh, eye-opening. Seems that they're, I don't know, they're still pretty high. I know it's relatively early. I'm sure you would agree they're probably going to normalize a little bit more than that. But uh, what's your take on the product or the Kaboom cards in general? Kaboom's awesome. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they're great cards. I, if it wasn't for Kaboom cards, like uh, absolute would be the easiest pass in the history of sports cards to me. Yeah. 
<laughs> so let me give you this stat real quick. So I just did right. some quick number crunching. So uh, I, I get it. Like Mosaic's been out a little bit longer, but in single sales in the last 75 days, um, $255,000 in absolute cards sold on eBay. Okay. How much do you think is sold Mosaic? Single I'd say five times more. Five times more. So about a million. Yeah, I'm a little, a little bit over. Okay. 8.4 wow. million. 8.4 million. Woo. Wax sells absolute $218,000 in wax sales. Mosaic box sales, 3.1 million. Yeah. So you're telling me Mosaic's better. Um, yeah. I, I, I know we're not comparing the two, but it's always good to get perspective. Right? I, I know, but it, and it is. But I think it's funny. Like you said, absolute slides that kaboom in there gives them a, a pulse. Yeah. You're, you're, you're you're better buying the Kaboom raw after it comes down a little bit, probably. But yeah. I'm just saying that the Chrome rookies look better than I thought they would. Like I just, in terms of how they look, I've seen a lot of people put some together, some two a lots, throwing a couple absolutes, and then some mosaics to get some <laughs> a little more interest. But they just look better than I thought they would. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't mean to be a total Debbie Downer here. I would, it, it price, does price and price. I, look. They have a great chase card. When you got uh, what is Burrow at 750 Herberts at 1100. Yeah, uh, I'd be buying Burrow at seven fifty. That must been after that big game after Herbert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I, they they got a great chase card. So we got XR football came out last week. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, kind of what I expected. Um, a lot of relics, a lot of stickered autos. But I will say that the acetate rookie uh, luminous signatures. Those cards are sweet. I really like that uh, rookie card. I've been watching one on Herbert on ebay right now but they're numbered to 49 they're really nice they're kind of an on card auto but they're uh, incredible. what's that they're absolutely incredible here actually let me show my screen so people can see them yeah um yeah i love them love right. them love and them. really i not trying to be harsh but it's kind of the only card i like in the set <laughs> like like it's not there's not too much that i'm like oh that's a really nice card uh, yeah no i'm with you i mean i mean here you go let's so that's the sticker. Where's the? Oh yeah, I think it's called Luminous. Oops, that's why. How do you spell that? Oh my gosh. O U S, I think. Luminous. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, those are those are incredible. Uh, where are we at? Yeah, I mean, you're. These are all. Let's look at sold items real quick. There's two, right? There's a nice one. But yeah, so just I think the prog just like when I was watching a few breaks this weekend. Uh, yeah, a lot of numbered cards, a lot of relics, uh, a lot of sticker autos as well. You know, even your that SP2 orange you showed out 25, you know, yeah. looks great, but it's a sticker auto. So it kind of takes away the, the beauty of it, in my opinion. Um, but these Aztec uh, Luminous cards, they are, as you can see here, the Ty's screen, yeah. they are cool cards. Nice. Gosh, that's a beautiful card. Yeah, and it's really, I mean, it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So definitely would like to snag one of those somehow. Um, but yeah, definitely go check those cards out if you haven't. Uh, your thoughts well, on that news, card? They're only 3600 a case uh, or a blowout right now has them for 250 a box. So it's really affordable. Really, it's nice. Reasonable price. There you go. <laughs> those, but those are, those luminouses are pretty hard hits to get. Is that a case hit? I haven't even looked. Is I believe a- so. It's a case hit and, but, and they're out of 49. There's not a long list of them. So it might even be more than a case. hit. It might be a kaboom type rare since they're numbered to 49, but I'd have to check. Yeah. I'm looking here. It uh, doesn't say, but yeah, if the number to 49, you would, you would suspect they're probably a little bit harder to hit. Yeah. Uh, Panini Phoenix comes out on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Leaf Trinity comes out tomorrow. Uh, I know those aren't super desirable products. I don't know if there's much to say about those. Um, Phoenix has some surprising things in there at times, but overall it seems like it's just kind of waiting for Prism at this point. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the state of the football card hobby right now. Is yeah. Wait for Prism because we've seen the performances. Now yeah. they want to get their actual rookie cards. Right. What's happening. Yeah. Um, what is Phoenix coming in at? I mean, look, two fifty a box, four thousand dollars for a sixteen box case. I mean, like, it's probably gonna drop too. Like, it's crap. yeah, it probably won't hold. So, uh, no, probably it will absolutely not hold. No <laughs> so, 
Good. All right, so I mean, we can move on from that. We're like I said, we're just kind of waiting for Prism, so not much other than that. Little buy, sell, hold, and then we'll just do the week eight look ahead for games to keep an eye on, and we'll get out of here. Are we so real quick on Prism? So we're still slotted for middle of November. Yep, I haven't heard otherwise. Right, uh, I heard ten fifty was the last box price I heard, like one thousand fifty. Um, I'll give you the latest. Um, blowout price here but this yeah you expect you're gonna expect probably walmart and target to start getting them that week and then retail distributors will get them like the end of november supposedly getting them <laughs> yeah exactly uh Let's see here uh so football we're at holy crap yeah you're at 1034 20 box hobby case is sitting at just a shade under twelve thousand dollars I mean, what world are we living in? I don't know. It just makes me mad because it's like your your only chance is if these quarterbacks weren't playing awesome, and they all are. And so now that price is only being validated by the play of these rookies. And so like this top of the line <laughs> that we talked about, um, that bursting bubble that we're getting close to just seems like we're, we're, we can't avoid it with the performances, almost like it's a perfect blend of timing for them to be able to sell at this price, which is going to, it's going to take a lot of money out. <laughs> so we'll I, I mean, this is, this is, this makes basketball cards seem cheap. Like at release prism basketball cases were, were four or $5,000. Yeah. $12,000 is absolutely astronomical. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. So how many are you getting then? I'm going to be probably over under one, probably okay. under <laughs> talking to your wife about it tonight. Yeah. yeah. Then, we're, we're trying to buy a house. I think my, my K's are going other places. <laughs> <laughs> so, but geez, it's just, yeah, I'll probably be watching a lot of breaks from afar and pretending that I had that team, the break type of thing for me. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is right. Group breakers are, are going to be charging prices equivalent to 12,000 to K's more or less. You know, yeah. that's in the secondary market, and it's it's just going to be the price you're going to pay for the three top teams. Oh yeah, they well they'll have to go random. Usually when it's like that, they try to go pick your team with the Yankees and Bowman, and you got a couple Yankee fans that can afford yeah. that. But I mean, yeah, yeah if we're going, you know, twelve thousand, and we just go random team divided by thirty-two. That's three hundred and seventy-five dollars a team. So how do you feel about paying four hundred dollars for a team break and getting the Titans? <laughs> <laughs> that's just going to drain you. There's just no way. And so it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be very interested to see how they break these up and how they got creative with Bowman because it was really top heavy with JD. It'd be very interesting to see what they do with football. Yep. I I'm with you. <laughs> mm. So, um, so uh, kind of going into buy, sell, hold. I put your man on top just cause I know we had that bet. And so I thought I would see what you're feeling about drew lock. <laughs> uh, yeah, Drew what was What's that? What was our what was our number again on the bet? I believe you said he'd be seventeen hundred dollars on November first. <laughs> so you better have a really good week. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not calling it yet. We still got time. <laughs> Dang, what did uh, I bet you? What do I gotta where to pay up? If you don't remember now, I can change the bet to my favor. I think it was like a case of prism. No. <laughs> oh shoot. Honey, we got a problem. Uh, <laughs> box of, a, a bag of coffee. It was a bag of coffee. It was a good friendly bet from coffee drinkers. That's right. Good. That's right. Hey, um, I went back and checked the record. So <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> uh, Drew Locke, 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10 is 596. And so, like I said, week left on a bet. How are you feeling about 596 for Locke? Do you think he's on a downswing that you'd be interested in? I'd take 596 to the bank right now. Okay. You're really confident in your boy, your Missouri man. Uh, I'm not confident in the Broncos. I'm confident in his talent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I I don't think I'd be buying, but I wouldn't be selling him at that if I had him. I'd, yes. so I'd, I'd be kind of just holding or I'd be waiting a little bit longer. I don't. I do think he's probably close to bottom dollar, um, but he's going to have to start making some plays soon for sure. So 
kind of a big two-week swing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo went from being benched to people being like, oh, man, Jimmy Garoppolo's done, to two fantastic weeks, very efficient, two big wins, and the Niners are back in the right direction. So with that, how do you feel about Jimmy Garoppolo 2014 prism ball in hand? I believe that's not the short, like not the variation. Um, rookie PSA 10 for 138. Uh, the ball in hand is the bird in hand. You like that? Yeah. Uh, 136. I take, I absolutely take that. 136. Give I think me. so too. That's kind of a big buy for me because I, I, the only thing that I wouldn't say worries me because I think that nobody's expecting much of the Niners right now, anyways, because they have so many yeah. injuries with Bosa and everybody, but their division scares the heck out of me. Like how good can they do in that division? Cause that division is just going to be murderers row. And so I think he's upsides limited. I think they're not going to have the, I don't think they don't have the depth to make it all the way through there and get a playoff spot out of that division, but he's definitely trending up for sure. And 138, I think is a easy buy for sure. Yeah. Well, you don't know how Aok's going to do for him like that. Oh, that opens up a lot potentially for him. Yep. And their defense is not, even though they lost Bosa, like they're still, they're still to be reckoned with, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I put in a couple of running backs here. I try to go two quarterbacks, two running backs, and two catchers, uh, two receivers or tight ends to finish. Uh, I put Saquon on here because Saquon's obviously injured. He's out. Not, Giants look terrible. So not very many Giants fans buying cards right now, or I don't know what they're buying. Yeah. Uh, 2018 Prism Red, White, and Blue. So like a little red and white variation out of the value packs that you would get. Why did um, you? What, what was the idea there? Just grabbing that. Yeah. Why? Why would you come with? What do you like the red, white, and blue? Is that why you picked? I just it? like the red, white, and blue, and I just try to mix up the variations. Just kind of just. I think that's a cool looking card myself. Let's <laughs> pull it up here real quick. So it's the 2018 Prism. Red, white, and blue rookie. Saquon, right? So luckily. Yeah. Yep. That one right there. So, I forgot. Yeah. 18, 19 was the same football. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the, the PSA 10 of that, I got a sale for 138. Mm, okay. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I cannot stand those red, white, and blue. So I probably wouldn't buy it for that reason alone. But I. Okay. That's fair. I, that means, shoot. What, what's his silver going for? Do you know? Um, I didn't get that one off, but I I know that his optic was like sixty bucks, like his base optic. Goodness gracious, yeah. So if you look at sold for Saquon, you're yeah, yeah. There you go. No, I can't see that one. I mean, there you go. That that optic hollow for two ten. Yeah, man, I love that card. Yeah, that's a good good card. I have a couple of optic rookies. I just think he's a buy now guy. Like I think I still think we've seen players come back from ACLs. Obviously, that's not something you want to put your money like a ton of money into. But I just think that. He is going to come back, and I think he's still going to be effective in that team. Depending on what they can do at the quarterback position, if Daniel Jones can throw some growth, they still can build, and yeah. who knows what can happen. You so, like this Bertoli organic sauce here? Is that, Are you a big fan of this too? Is it graded or no? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm sure PSA would take it. <laughs> uh, You'll get it eight months later. With yeah, the- what's the shelf life? We got to check the date. <laughs> uh but yeah and then I, I put a little sleeper in here and this is not a big hobby uh it's more of a fancy football thought for me i put cream okay. hunt i did cream hunt in here okay. cream hunt 2017 optic pink psa 10 44 so i put him in here just because he's right now the browns are one running back with chubb out he's a top five fantasy running back week to week and just seems like he always is always producing there it is 44 so what are your thoughts on cream hunt at all I love it. I think it's a great pick. I think it's a, it's, you said it. I mean, if Cleveland keeps performing and they're going to be, they're going to be contending for a division or contending for a wild card spot. Like it, Kareem Hunt's going to be one of the, the key reasons they're doing that. Not big. Yeah. Like we talked about, he helps Chubb, right? When he's back, when Chubb's back, he's still performing. Exactly. So he's a drop down. Um, but yeah, I think, I just think he's a little sneaky player on a, a team that has a good record. I love it. That's, that's a great pick. All right, cool. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I put on here because I kind of like him as a receiver. Um, I got his Prism Silver, which is in 2017, which are all silvers that we talked about last week with Rathburn. Um, His PSA 10 was 200 for Kenny Kenny Galladay Silver. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I would, I mean, I would not be a buyer there. Yeah, I mean, you got to be top five receiver for me to even spend over 200 bucks on on a rookie receiver right now. 100% 100% agree. The other thing that I would say is that he's probably one of the most difficult markets, like in terms of like the lines aren't much, like they just don't have much going right now. 
like as a team, their quarterback time's running out, their coaching's going to be switched up. I just don't see much excitement around the Lions to make a Galladay buy a smart buy. Um, I just think he's a really talented receiver, though, and a guy definitely to keep in mind if those things do drop. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I put your boy because I'm actually surprised. I I really think he should be higher. But I put your boy Tyreek Hill in here. Uh, I did a 2016 Prism Silver BGS 9.5. Just that's kind of one that popped up for me uh, to go with the BGS slab, and it was for 155 for uh, BGS 9.5. And the PSA 10 wasn't that much more. I think it was like 200 um on the silver that's just the base i think well maybe that's it's silver but it's psa 9 and that was oh, that's right august 16th yeah um but what are your thoughts on tyreek oh, as a long-term guy i'm right yeah it's too easy yep that's right there it is so the ps you can see um gosh you can get them raw for 20 bucks it just seems like a steal, like for how good it is. 50, PSA 10 for 141. There you go. There's there the one talking about. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Again, I, I it's below the 200 threshold for me. I would consider buying. I, I'd actually probably buy raw. Yeah, I think so too. Bucks, 16 bucks. If, I mean, get Why one not? decently centered. Like, hmm. Yeah. But I mean, even like that $16, I mean, let's say that's, a nine that sold for 50. I mean, that's a small gain, still a gain, <laughs> but yeah. I think he just seems like he's a really consistent receiver. And I think his play style, I think he's going to be good for a while with his speed. So yeah. I don't, I don't see him. I know he has the big up and down games. Like he's kind of a big play guy. So it, that's kind of how his style is, but he's just quietly consistent on a Super Bowl contender. I just think that's going to continue to help his value. Agreed. No, I agree. I think those are some great picks for those that are looking for kind of sleepers. I think there's some, some great names in there. Cream Hunt, sign me up all day. Jimmy Garoppolo, sign me up. All right. So we had True Lock. You were 100% by Jimmy. You said by Saquon. I think we both said by um, Cream. We said by Galladay, pass Tyreek, by. But look at Raw. It's a good. It's a good breakdown. Yeah. Good. We found some good little sleepers there. I like it. All right. So like I thought, we do a little week eight look ahead, and then we can kind of close it out here, Ty. Um, we got Patriots at Bills next week. It's an interesting game. I think that's going to be a good test for me to see if the Bills are for real. I, I think they should win. Um, I think the Patriots are in a must win, so it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, we got Rams at Dolphins for two as debut. It'll be very interesting to watch that one. Yep. I put Jets at KC. Not as an interesting game, but it's not very often in the NFL you see a 20-point spread, and it's a 20-point spread. <laughs> uh, You're right. Yeah, the game of the week is easily going to be the Steelers at Baltimore. Baltimore coming off a bye, so that's going to be a really interesting game to see how the Steelers do going into Baltimore. Uh, 49ers at Seattle, big game to see if Seattle bounce back or the Niners keep it rolling. And the Saints at the Bears, it's just kind of interesting because both those teams are at top of the the NFC in terms of record. I don't know if in terms of talent, but they both have good records in the NFC. Uh, What are you thinking on those games? Um, of those, I mean, yeah, obviously I'm really excited to watch the Rams Dolphins because I want to see two a play. Um, I mean, look, even Kansas City fans will be spending a few minutes watching the Chiefs get get out to a 30 point lead and then be done with it. Um, yeah, Baltimore Pittsburgh. I I am really really excited about that game. Yeah. I, I think I think Baltimore runs away with that game. I really mm-hmm. do. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the, this week is there's some really good games this week. This is a great week of football. It is. Uh, I mean, everything from you know Broncos to you know Broncos Chargers. Yeah, uh, Browns Raiders is a good game. I mean, shoot, Packers Vikings should be a really good game. Uh, yeah, division game. I, I'm really excited about this week. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's it for uh, week seven recap. We'll be back for week eight with behind the numbers and talking some more football with you guys. But thanks for being on, Ty. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Good time as usual. I really enjoy it. Perfect. All right. Later. Later.